Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View. Hope you're having a great day. This is the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, uh, no big statements to make today. I'm, I'm curious about lots of things. And uh, when I'm curious about things like, for example, the legislative reception and all kinds of cool things happening within the Coast Chamber, uh, I call my friend Adele Lyons. So without any further ado, let me bring Adele Lyons in from the Mississippi Coast Chamber of Commerce and just first of all say good morning to you. How you doing, Adele? Good morning. We're doing very well. And yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. You know, it's the beginning of the year, as I was just talking talking about with, with the mayor, taped the show with Mayor Fofo Gillish before we uh, we had uh, the opportunity to visit with you. Um, we were talking about, well, you know, you get through the holidays and all the, you know, as you, I know your family well, you know my family well, you know there's a lot of traditions. A lot of those traditions involve food and desserts and getting together and lots of that. And then you think you got that behind us and then you start looking toward Lent and Mardi Gras. <laughs> it just never stops, does it? You, you get a little breather for a minute, but then you got to jump right back in. So um, listen, uh, what, what, we're going to, there's some upcoming events we're going to talk about and all that, but what, just in general, as you think about the Coast Chamber at the beginning of the year, what kind of things go through your mind as you plan for the year? Well, you know, we start with um, a new leadership, which is always exciting. And so Amber Olson with Next Staff and the United MSC Foundation is our um, president this year. Amber's been a chamber member for a really long time, been very involved in the community, gives back a lot. Um, so it's exciting when you get new members, a uh, new leadership. Um, of course, you say farewell, sort of, to the ones that um, are moving on. So Sam Sanders was our president last year. Sam also been involved with the chamber so long. So you kind of have that, um, it's like the first day of school kind of thing. You got a new teacher, you got new classmates, maybe folks that are on the board. Um, but of course, we jump right in. I mean, right in with the legislative reception. Um, you know, that was last week and, um, big event, lots of folks, and lots going on in Jackson. So, you know, we, we just start right back up and get involved in it. I've, I've enjoyed, I've had the opportunity to visit with Amber a couple of times here on Coast View, but the work she's doing for the MSD Foundation and her, her daughter, her what she's learned about advocacy and, I mean, her dogged determination to, to seek a, um, a a cure for this very rare genetic form of of, uh, of disability that their daughter has, it really helps her. First of all, she's incredibly grounded. Number one, she loves this community, but it does provide for her a lot of like I, I would say process for for leading an organization you know like the Mississippi Coast Chamber because it if, the, if you think about it, Coast Chambers is an advocacy group focused yes. on business in the community and I think she's going to be a terrific chairman. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, she's a small business person. Um, so we like to mix it up, of course. That's what our membership is. So we had a large company last year um, in the leadership role. This year it brings a small business person with just, you know, a handful of employees. They're trying to find jobs for folks in the community and work with employers to bring on folks. Um, that's a great balance to have. And, um, yeah, Amber brings a lot to the table. So you're thinking about your new leadership team. And um, I think it's always, you know, you've got, you've got some folks that have been on your board for, for years and you've got new folks coming on. you got a new chairman. Um, but by the, you know, you guys have, you spent a lot of time thinking about secession. So, you, you know, there's no jolt. You've got oh, people yeah. that you know, and there's always a nice orderly and smooth transition of leadership. But that's one of the clarion calls for the chamber is that you've had leaders involved for so many years that you don't miss a, a beat when you have transition, do you? No, not at all. So, you know, for example, Sam had served as our treasurer for five years before he moved into the um, president role. Um, following Amber will be Eric Chambliss with Community Bank, who's been involved as the treasurer. He was chair of our investment committee. Um, you know, again, somebody, he, I mean, years and years back, Eric was involved in the Long Beach Chamber, um, you know, leadership Gulf Coast um, a participant. So, and then Jennifer Lee with Island View is coming on as our treasurer. And again, Jennifer has been the past chair of the Gulfport Chamber. Um, so, you know, they get their feet wet and then move into these leadership roles. And that's what really keeps the chamber connected to the business community are, are these folks that choose to volunteer their time with this organization. Yeah, that was actually my path onto the board for the coach chamber was through the Gupport chamber, you know, mm -hmm. active for years, a small, you know, chairman of the small business committee. We we started, in fact, the ambassadors program when, when I was there and then became chairman of the Gupport chamber and eventually worked, you know, you, you just kind of work your way up and you learn. And you and I talked about it before, the more muscle that you, that you use at, at the inside the trenches to learn about the community. By the time you get onto the board of the coach chamber and see the bigger picture and how all the pieces fit together, it, it makes for a very healthy chamber, doesn't it? It does. Like I said, we, we like to have a, a good mix of folks um, geographically, from different industries, from different size businesses. We generally have some government or school district folks that um, are so involved in the community. People sometimes think, why do you have somebody from, say, the Gulfport schools on, on the board? Well, they're training the future employers, employees of the of the community. So having those connections, um, it's there's a lot of opportunity. So if somebody's out there saying, hey, this sounds interesting, that's why you get involved with the chamber, and it can really help grow you professionally and personally from a leadership development standpoint of how to run a committee, how to run an event, how to run a board. Um, nonprofit board management, nonprofit management isn't that different than general business um, you know, management. It's just where the profits go. Ours go back into our program of work and um, you know, certainly for these businesses, it goes to the owners where where it belongs. 
I love I love the way you, you first of all the diversity on the board is important. If you think about, it, for example, having people from a public school system involved in the, in the board, and someone asking why would they be involved in the board? Well, you know that that's that's a two way street there. I think it's important for the business community to be way more aware of what's happening. For example, at Gulfport School System, for example, with the work that they're doing to uh, attach to and listen to the you know the business community the kind of programs that they're developed there i mean their gulfport school system is one of the most innovative school systems in america i talked about it i've been we did a live remote there um you know a few months ago i had an opportunity to go and visit and spend some time walking around and i actually literally described it as universal studios because you have a media you have a media lab mm-hmm. that's as good as any media lab i've been in at any university it, you've got a retail store where people can literally run a retail store. You've got an auto uh, area where they can do auto work. And it looks as good as any new car dealer, you know, uh, 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 auto area where they do repair and, and, and such. Um, they've got their, listen, their their little kitchen, their, say little kitchen, their incredible commercial grade kitchen right. is the best of the best. And Emerald Lagasse could go there and cook and go bam and be happy doing it. I mean, it's it's just, that's what's happened. And they're, they're teaching skills that much earlier in kids, kids uh, lives in, in high school. So they can really begin to understand what do they want to do when they get out. And then you think about the partnerships with Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. And, and then you can't help but start to think about what Mary Graham and her team is doing with over 50% of the students there in non-traditional education now because they're listening to Ingalls and Chevron mm-hmm. and all these companies. Man, it is. It's incredible. But, you know, again, the opportunity on your board to share that knowledge and begin to understand how tightly connected strategically these organizations are. This is what builds a better Mississippi. This is what builds a better Gulf Coast, isn't it? You know, absolutely. I, what, you know, prior to coming to the chamber, I worked with Habitat for Humanity. And I can remember having um, someone say, why would Habitat, a nonprofit um, that's, you know, affordable housing, why are you paying for a chamber membership? And I said, well, you know who we want on our board is business people. You know who we want to volunteer to help build Habitat Homes? Our business people. Do you know where our homeowners are coming from? It's the employers. Uh, it's the employees of these companies that maybe need that, that assistance in um, cleaning up their finances and figuring out how to purchase a home. Why wouldn't we be a member of a business organization? So, um, you know, we have a lot of nonprofits that are members and a lot of, like I said, government agencies or um, school districts or the community college. Um, We're all part of the same community, all moving towards the same goal. Networking's key. We'll get into something that, yeah. that took place this morning. We'll come back to that here in just a second. But well, hey, why don't we do this? I didn't realize we were t- at the end of this segment. We'll talk about some upcoming events. We'll look back a little bit on why the legislative reception that the chamber has historically sponsored. Uh, a lot of work there. It's such an important early event in the legislative session. Why that's important. We'll talk about that with Adele Lyons, the executive director and uh, I guess the chief operating officer for Coach Chamber. We'll see you after this.
live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. You'll get tired of me saying this, but when you think about the chambers of coastal Mississippi, every single one of them, every single one of them, they, they are not your grandfather's or your father's chamber. They certainly continue to do the work of the traditional chamber. But the, the work that they do around leadership development, around networking, around legislative affairs, around building better communities, and the list goes on and on from there, is, uh, I mean, they've really evolved over the years. They're such an important part of our community. So if you're not a member of a chamber, I would urge you to consider uh, be, becoming a member because this is where the rubber hits the road in our community. Um, legislative reception that happened last week um, Boy, we've, uh, you know, the chamber for so many years has had a lot to say grace over as it relates to that, but it's been worth it, hasn't it? Um, Absolutely. And, you know, let me say that that is a joint effort of um, some businesses that that are involved in that committee, the chambers, the business council. So um, we get a lot of credit for that and we certainly are involved, but it's not a, certainly it's not our show, Um, but happy to be there. Always a great event. Always, you know, just interesting to see who's there, the delegations from all over the coast and all over the state, and then the business people that take their time to drive up to Jackson and spend the evening um, making sure the coast has a voice and is seen and heard in Jackson. And we're early on in the in the session, so right there at the beginning when they get in, everybody's fresh and full of energy and the coast is there with so much seafood um, plenty to eat, plenty to drink, lots of interaction going on. It's just always been um, a stellar event. So networking, you know, again, networking is, is key, bringing, bringing leaders together from all over the state and reminding them how important the coast of Mississippi is as an economic engine to the rest of the state. And, you know, the other thing is you've got a lot of legislature, legislators who've been there for many years. You've got a lot of new legislators. And so the opportunity to really impress upon them the who's involved in leadership in coastal Mississippi as they sort of mingle with one another and, and, uh, and you see sort of who's in this room and how well it's done. It makes an impression. What a great way for coastal Mississippi to start the session. Hey, this morning you had a chamber table networking event. But, you know, it can be as big as a legislative reception or, or small as a breakfast, but they're all important, aren't they? Yeah, we really spend a lot of energy putting together networking events where people just come and mingle, meet each other, exchange business cards. Yes, business cards are still a thing. They're still around. They still work. Um, you know, Coast Roast is a smaller venue. People can grab a cup of coffee, spend 15 or 20 minutes there and then go on to work, or some people come and stay for the, you know, the full hour. Um, those are important way to visit different of our members and our businesses, but giving an opportunity for people to come together. And we have learned you got to do that at different times. You got to do a morning, noon, and night for people have different schedules. And so the breakfast ones will have a different crowd than the evening after five type events. But networking is really what it's all about, making those connections. And then Thursday, this coming Thursday, January the 12th, 5 to 7, 
at the O'Keefe Museum that you and I worked really hard on in the early days. Yeah. You're having a celebration of art and culture, and it's, and it's, it's part of the Legacy Business League. Remind people what the Legacy Business League is and then tell them about this celebration of art and culture. Uh, the Legacy Business League is really a, a kind of a minority business group that comes together. They also do some professional development and training, some networking opportunities. This is really a joint effort between a whole bunch of folks for the Martin Luther King um, celebrations that happen. We're at the Orr Museum. Uh, it's the, the Legacy. It's the Chamber, the City of Biloxi, and it's an after-five event. So it's a way to come together and, you know, add a little um, culture that we maybe normally don't have at an after five event. It would be at somebody's business, uh, but certainly a great venue and a great opportunity to visit, meet and mingle with folks. My son, Justin, was in town from New York City. He had brought his girlfriend down with him and they spent a day just enjoying the coast and they spent a lot of time in Biloxi and they went to the Oro Keith Museum and um, and they you know they took a lot of pictures while they were there, but they were deeply impressed with that museum. You know, they I think they've done a great job of keeping mm-hmm. it fresh and having such a wonderful you know diversity of uh, of, of exhibits. Um, it's a special place, isn't it? You know, it really is, and and I'm very proud of having been a part of that. I was on that board for ten years. Um, and the beginning of that construction, I remember like it happened yesterday when Frank Gehry first came and he walked the property. And that's where he came up with the kind of the term of the buildings would dance with the trees. And he sort of walked around and, and just was taking it all in. And I can, I can remember that like it just happened. And then through construction and then, of course, through disaster and a barge being on top of the buildings after Katrina to getting it rebuilt. So it's uh, it's nice to visit there and have those memories. So Connections is coming up. Uh, it's quarterly update on coast issues and efforts. Uh, this time it's featuring the Mississippi Department of Employment Security. Tell me more about that. Well, I think most people don't even know Mississippi Department of Employment Security, what it is. Most people refer to it as the unemployment office. Uh, but that certainly we're going to have somebody come in and talk from their agency about the different employment programs that they have available, about retention, about some of the laws and legislation that's involved with, um, you know, a lot of folks have people who show up for an interview and then um, maybe start for a day and then don't come back. And why does that happen and what happens to those folks and how does that affect you as a business? So I think it's important for us to have some of those state agencies come in and give us some updates. Um, so, yeah, we've got that on the schedule as well for January. And that is on January the 18th. It's a Wednesday. So that's going to be at the Knight Nonprofit Center. Yes. The Knight Nonprofit Center. What a special thing that we have in us in this community that all these nonprofits can be housed in one big building that you and I were deeply engaged in as well around that. Yeah. But, man, what, it's great to see that come to fruition in the way that it is, isn't it? Well, it's really been such a success story, and we have had calls from other chambers, other folks around the country of, you know, how do we pull that off? And, you know, some of that is, um, you know, good things did come from Katrina, and this is probably a real shining star of, of that, uh, but it's packed to the gills. We've got every closet, every space filled with nonprofits. Folks are in and out of here all day at a variety of meetings in the various meeting space. And then again, the, the main thing is just the synergy of being able to walk down the hall and I can visit with the Boys and Girls Club and the United Way and 
have those conversations. And uh, again, like we talked about connectivity and working together, uh, they're right here in the building. Couldn't be any more convenient. So, uh, of course, speed networking is coming up on January the twentieth uh, at eight a.m. Boy, that's that's a that's a uh, so people enjoy that, don't they? People love it, and um, it's it's kind of like musical chairs where folks sit and talk with each other. We blow a whistle, ring a bell, you get up and move and talk with someone else, and you do this over and over again. You really got to have your elevator pitch down, and if you don't have it down, you will have it down by the end of this uh, <laughs> hour of doing this talking about yourself and your business and what's important for folks to know. Um, if you've got some folks in your business that are a little intimidated about networking and going to events to connect with folks, this is probably a good starting point for them to really get their feet wet and, and move on. So people love that. We do this when we do speed networking a couple times a year. Coach Young Professionals continues to hit on every cylinder and uh, you've got the uh, launch annual meeting coming up on January the 25th. But, Barr, aren't you proud of the Coach Young Professionals? You know, I am. They really um, had a fantastic year last year, brought in a lot of new members. Their goal is to bring in 100 new members this year. And, of course, their membership rotates. People sort of age out and move on, but um, it's a great starting point. Their launch event is really a, a look back at what's been accomplished, a look forward of what they're looking to do for this year. And so um, they also give a couple of awards at that, MVP, somebody gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, and those are names of folks who really have invested in our community in so many different ways. But it's really a great starting point. If you've got some young professionals, if you're a young professional getting going in your career, this is a great place to, to get started. Again, networking and celebration and actually got live music and yeah. some great food. So oh, fun. We got to have fun too, Ricky. I know, got no doubt. About it. And Coach Young Professionals have a bit of a reputation for knowing how to have fun too. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's on Wednesday, the uh, January the 25th. And then uh, chamber, chamber Table Networking coming up on February the 1st. Yeah, we're right back into it. We're doing these generally on a monthly basis. That will be at the Almanac uh, for lunch. Um, again, our theory here at the Chamber is you got to eat lunch. So why not eat with folks you don't know or get to know some folks better, get to know a business a little bit better. That's a beautiful location there right in downtown um, Gulfport, right there near the beach. Um, enjoy some good food and make some connections. With Speaking of Mississippi Coast Community College, in less than a minute, with 50%, over 50% of their students being non traditional, that I mentioned a few minutes ago, the Career Pathways experience is coming up on February the 9th. Yeah, just quick, that is uh, really for parents to come and participate and understand that, um, you know, these technical development programs can help really have these kids find some really good jobs and their parents don't have to push them towards college. It may not be for them. This may be another pathway. And one of my conversations with Mary Graham, one of their diesel programs, you come out of there making $100,000 plus right yeah. out of these programs. Good Lord, the opportunities are enormous. This has been Adele Lyons from the Coast Chamber. It's been terrific uh, to visit with you, Adele. Good to see y'all. You bet. When we come back, we'll have uh, Mayor Jay Willis from Pasadena. We'll see you after this. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.